GNB Organics. And bonjour, all you gardening cats and gators. Welcome to Gardening with Cisco on April 13th. And it is cold out there. Oh, la, la. I practically froze to death just walking from my car into the studio here. Uh, it's amazing. So I'm hoping that it's a lot warmer tomorrow because uh, I am going to be uh, giving that fun talk over at the Pialp Spring Fair at 1 p.m. tomorrow. And uh, so I hope lots of you come. Hey, it's warm in those rides. Don't worry about it. Lots of nice buildings to go into to see all kinds of animals, all kinds of fun things to do. I think it's going to be a little nicer tomorrow than today. But, oh, boy, that was cold. Hey, uh, so I want to say hi to everyone I spoke to. But before I do, I want to let you know that I've got another gift package to give away today, a prize package. So one lucky caller is going to win four tickets to the Chahuli Garden in Glass. So uh, if you haven't been there, it's it's an eight-gallery exhibition featuring a comprehensive look at the inspiration and influences that shaped the career of artist Dale Chahuli. And, uh, you know, I've been there now a few times, and I'll tell you what, I, I have been to the—I love Chihuly's art. And uh, so I have been to uh, the Art Museum in Tacoma, which I just love, and several other uh, features of Chihuly art. And I think this may well be the best one in the country, in the world maybe even, because all of the plants integrated with the art is just incredible. So I am going to have... uh, a four-pack of tickets to give away to the first person that says they want to win them. you got to ask a question, and then you have to solve my tough, tough Cisco Stumper question. I got a good one today. So, <laughs> so hey, the number to call, one 973 Cairo one 973 5476 And by the way, this is over $100 value, so... Ooh, la, 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 la. Okay. Now I get a chance. I hope you'll give me a call and see if you see if I could stump you. All right. Now uh, I will say hi to the folks I spoke to. So I, I was at my local garden club. So I think I give a talk for them every year because you got you to gotta be neighborly. And I know all these people. I see them when I'm walking my dog every day, you know. <laughs> So uh, I was at the View Ridge Garden Club uh, this week, and I gave a talk on bugs. How do I manage to go for two hours talking about bugs? <laughs> it was really fun, and it was nice seeing all you nice neighbors. So uh, thanks for having me over. And then I was at the University House. That's a retirement community in Wallingford. It's a wonderful place. And uh, I did up a pot because that's one of the fun things. Uh, most people have balconies, so you could do great containers. And uh, you know that in the last five years, the people in the United States, have we, speaking of which, 
have spent $5 billion on pot, soil, and plants to go in, fertilizer. So it's quite popular. I love doing containers because it's like it's you use the same kind of principles to make a pot as you do to design a garden. So it's really a lot of fun. And, uh, and other than the fact that I made the biggest mess they'll ever get have to clean up in the university, uh, university house in Wallyford, uh, it was a lot of fun. And if I do say so myself, that was one of the best pots I've ever potted up. It was spectacular. And, of course, I'm very humble when I say that. Uh, so, hey, I want to let you know, uh, since I talked about um, a great talk, so let me go to my events page because I want to mention this talk coming up here. So, like right now, my sister-in-law is really working on her garden, trying to get it looking great. So I thought I I thought she should go to this lecture. So it's a BB. G lecture at Bellevue Botanical Garden, and it's called 10 Questions Asked About Your Garden's Design. It's presented by Steve Aitken, the editor of Fine Gardening Magazine. This is happening Wednesday, April 17th at 4 p.m. So if you're trying to design your garden, make it look really great, this talk draws on personal experience as well as his work with outstanding uh, gardeners and designers, he's going to present 10 questions to ask when you're considering how to make your own garden look fantastic. So uh, you're going to see lots of great pictures and find out those questions to ask. And when after you go to this talk, you're going to be able to do the best garden design anybody's ever seen on earth. So I... Uh, <laughs> But that's at the Bellevue Botanical Garden, and that is April 17th. That's Wednesday at 7 p.m. So uh, there's a whole lot of other things going on that I wanted to let you know about. For one thing, the North American Rock Garden Society is having a sale at the Bellevue Botanical Garden till 2 p.m. This is your chance to get, I wish I could go. You can get really rare plants for your rock garden. So these are plants that need really well-drained soil. They're not going to, some might, but most won't do well if you just pop them into your regular garden. But they're fantastic plants, and they have great selection. So it goes till 2 o'clock today, the Bellevue Botanical Garden. But you got to listen to my show as you're driving over there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, Let's see. Hey, I want to remind you that I'm going to be at the Master Gardener Happy Hour, April 26th. And my buddy, Marsha Dillon, will be there too, the, the tomato woman. So, uh, and she told me she's going to, they're going to be, um, I think they're going to have little plant sale added or auction off plants. I don't know how that's going to work, but uh, she's bringing some really rare tomatoes to that. Oh, la, la. I'm not sure what my talk's going to be, but I think it's going to be my favorite plants, and I might even give some away. So that's going to be the Master Gardener Happy Hour, April 26th at 7 p.m. That costs to go to that, but, boy, that's going to be a lot of fun event. Um, hey, I'm also going to be at the Everett Community College Tuesday, 
April 23rd at noon. I do that every year, and it's really fun. So, uh, all right, I can tell it's just about time to take a break. So let's go do that. And uh, I have, and we've got a caller on the line that wants to try and win those, uh, the win those tickets to the Chihuly Garden and Glass. So uh, we'll get her question, and I'll see if I can stump her when we come back on 97.3 Cairo FM. Welcome back, and uh, so hey, I just want to remind you, I think every day uh, you can get a tour at uh, uh, Chihuly Garden of Glass at 2 o'clock, but I'm going to be there on uh, the 20th, April 20th, and be leading a tour at 2 o'clock, and then uh, we're going to have a Q&A sec- session. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to give away plants. It's, it's going to be great. They're going to have other little gifts they're giving away. Right now, we're going to Monica because she's going to get a chance to win four tickets to the Chihuly Garden and Glass. Hey, Monica, thanks so much for calling in. Cisco, it is such an honor to talk with you. <laughs> oh, well, it's great talking to you, too. <laughs> well, okay, listen. I have a question for you. All right, okay. great. Okay, so I'll take We have some beautiful... Potted, should I start with my question? Yeah, go ahead and start with your question. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we have some really pretty coral bulbs that we, uh, tulips that we got. Um, they're potted and they came from the store. And I just love the color so much. And we'd like to be able to have them come back next season. Um, I haven't transplanted tulips from the, the pot before, at least that are from the store. We've just done it from the bulbs. So I'm wondering if there's a particular way to do that to, to um, assure that they'll come back next season. Well, you know, tulips, the problem is tulips, it's really difficult to get tulips to come back, come back very well. I have a trick ah. I use, but I only use them with the bulbs in the fall. And that's when I buy ah. bulbs in the fall, I plant them. If, if you have good soil, you could do this. 12 inches okay. deep. Yeah, you plant them 12 okay. inches deep, and then they come back for about 10 years. But I'm oh, gonna, nice. but okay. you, can, you can try. It's worth a try with your tulips. So if okay. when they, you can transplant them anytime you want. You could do it when they're in full bloom. You could wait till they finish blooming. When you plant them, put them in as sunny spot as you can, preferably in a spot that you don't water much in the summer. They don't like being watered oh. once they go dormant. They tend to rot out oh. if that happens. And uh, oh. and then add some fish bone meal into the ground when you plant them and also work in some good organic bulb food and then keep your fingers crossed. <laughs> Number one, that the squirrels don't eat them because you got to plant them the same depth they came out of the pot. You don't have any choice when you uh, plant uh, potted up tulips. So keep your fingers oh. crossed that squirrels don't eat them or buy a wiener dog that'll keep them away. And then, oh. uh, 
And the other thing is uh, you just got to hope that they don't divide because they don't really like our winter, our wet winters. So they tend to divide a lot out there. And uh, if they do that, then they, they wipe themselves out instead of ever coming back. One thing you could try, if you can remember right where those tulips were in the fall, you can uh, put fern fronds, evergreen fern fronds, pretty deep over that, put a rock on top so they don't blow away. And uh, that will repel a lot of the water that would rot the bulbs. And that might just do the trick to get them to come back and just take those off in the spring when tulips are starting to come up in April. And then hope, oh, nice. and then just hope for the best. You'll have to let me know if this all works. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, oh, well, we're hoping to see you out at the uh, Chihuly event. So. Oh boy! Oh, good. <laughs> I'll, come I'll tell the you our progress. Come the day I'm there, that'll be fun. All right, but now I'm giving you the tough, tough uh, Ooh, Cisco okay. stumper. All right, now. Oh. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So if you go to the Tulip Festival, and you go visit Tulip Town, you're going to see a a very interesting spring-blooming bulb. And you probably see this at the other display gardens, too. And it's called a Fritillaria imperialis. So it has a great big yellow or orange flower on the top. It's this incredibly beautiful bulb with about a three-inch flower on the top they put that they plant that because they know that that bulb repels repels deer and squirrels that like to eat tulips so that's why they that's why they plant that so here's your question what is it about that fritillaria imperialis what does it smell like that repels those animals? And I'll give you three choices. Does it smell okay. like Brussels sprouts, a skunk, or a fox? <laughs> and you only get three tries on this. Okay. <laughs> three tries. I love it. Well, this is really funny. I So I'm going to guess this. Okay. Yesterday I took a, a real nice hike up here in Arlington. And we saw the skunk cabbage that was in flower, and my my I just learned about the when the when the weather gets warmer that it smells like skunk, and so I'm going to guess skunk because it seems like that might be a natural repellent. It was a great skunk. guess, but it's wrong. <laughs> you get one more try. Yeah. I get one for trying. Brussels sprouts or a fox? Brussels sprouts or a fox? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. Well, I'm going to have to guess a fox because I would think that deer might like Brussels sprouts. (laughs) They might. According to my wife, they'd have to be crazy to like them. But you got it. Good job. Yes. Yeah, they smell (laughs) like a fox. At least that's oh, what people that's... think. So, hey, oh, you did a, you did a great job. That was a great comeback. <laughs> Thank you so much, Cisco. <laughs> now, Monica, don't 
Don't hang up whatever you do because Brian uh, has to get all your vital statistics so we can make sure you get these tickets. Oh, perfect. Great. Well, and I wrote and, down when you're going to be there, so yeah. we're going to make it when, when you're there to meet you. Oh, you. fantastic. So I can't wait to meet you. That's going to be really fun. So I'll see you yeah. at Chahuli Gardening Class, Gardening Class on April 20 when I'll be there at 2 o'clock. All right. Hey, Monica, congratulations. Hang on the line and uh, talk to you later. All right. Hey, we're going to take a break right now on 97.3 Cairo FM. And uh, Bruce from Linwood, you'll be up. You just dropped off, so I guess you won't be next. So we got lots of open lines. Give me a call if you got a question. One triple eight nine seven three Cairo. One triple eight nine seven three five four seven six. Right back after this. About to go to the phones. Before I do, I just want to let you know there's a pretty cool thing going on in Heronswood Gardens. Uh, it's their spring celebration tea with Riz Rays. And Riz Rays is one of the best flower designers, uh, like uh, cut flower designers. He's a great gardener too, but he's really good at uh, doing fantastic bouquets. So he's going to be out there May 4th, and uh, he'll be uh, doing a wonderful uh, show showing you how to do fantastic garden designs, and uh, you'll get a chance. You're going to win. You'll get a really great plant from Dan Hinckley, a really rare plant, and uh, they're going to have a raffle. So it's going to be a really fun event. So uh it's not on uh, my events page yet because it's too far in the future, but it'll be on there soon. So that's May 4th. So if if you like gardening design, you want to go to this one. Hey, we'll go to uh, Maryland in Seattle right now and see what's going on. Hey, Marilyn, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well, Cisco, but my tomato plants are doing better. Oh, um, Oh, it, I'm, I'm doing. I, I'm just watering and going a little crazy. I bought seeds and I bought plants, and the seeds are they're doing okay. Let's not talk about the seeds. Okay. My concern is that the I've got five, six tomato plants live that I bought from the store. Yeah. They're all putting out flowers. What do I do now? They're in a south-facing solarium that I've converted to my dining room. My friends are all going to know who I am now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, it's beautiful, but it's 24-7 sunshine. Well, that's perfect. And, well, but they're growing inside the house. It's too cold well, to put them I know. It. You can't put those out till Mother's Day, probably, unless... <laughs> You what could. Do? Well, you could get. Uh, what do they call those things that that you fill full of water? And uh, there's there's things you could buy. There's a few things you could get. You could get some things that would go over them and act like coal frames. 
Or you can get, I think they're water wands or so. I can't remember what that is. Are there, are you talking about the hoops and then covering it with plastic or the fabric? Yeah, you could do that. I took a class, I took a class in those and so I've got that. So you could do that. And I'm doing it, but would the ground be warm enough? No, it's still too cold. But, but you could put them out on nice days. What I would do is just keep them in the house, keep them growing. Hey, you're lucky they're flowering. You're going to have tomatoes way before anybody else does. You're doing yeah, great. And, so and for Easter dinner, we'll all have a we'll all sit in the living room and eat from place to place because the place is taken over with tomato plants. Yeah, I haven't I, even mentioned that. I haven't even told you about the zucchini that's oh, growing you, also. Oh my gosh, uh, you are. Yeah, you got the jump on the gun, but hey, I I swear you're in good. You're just lucky you got that solarium, because if you didn't, you'd be having a hard time keeping those tomatoes going. And I know, uh, I know, but I didn't expect it to be this quite this fast. There is one thing, though. There is one thing. You may have to pot them up into bigger pots. I've got the pots ready for them. Oh, great! So Should, should I do that now? I well, are they getting ripped on when you water? Does the water shoot right through yet? Uh, that I can't tell you. I don't know. Well, watch I careful. If you after I, you water them, pick them up. If they feel nice and heavy, the water's still going into the root ball. If you water okay, them and they don't okay. feel heavy, you got to transplant those right away. They're getting root bound, and you're going to be in trouble. But only go an inch bigger. Pot. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm set with the pots, and I also bought the the soil and everything. Oh, good, good, good. And, and keep them fertilized too. You want to give them a little fertilizer, like maybe you know whatever you got. Would fish stuff be good? Well, what I, you want the second number higher than the first number? Okay, that's important. That would- I've, I've got the numbers. I can't remember what they stand for. Nitrogen and phosphorus. What's the other one? It's nitrogen, phosphorus, and potash. So the nitrogen, potash. you know, what? so do you got the numbers right in front of you? No, I got them in oh. my head. Oh, okay. <laughs> so so the first number should be lower or no more, no more than equal to the next okay. two numbers. So if it's five, ten, ten, that would be perfect fertilizer to use. Okay. And you could okay. do that I'll... probably every two weeks till you're ready okay. to plant. Hey, and then we'll when you're going to plant them, do one last thing. Every day, put them out longer, let's say a week before Mother's Day. Start them in mm-hmm. uh, morning sun outside. Then every okay. day, give them more and more sun. And every day, leave them out longer, and by Mother's Day, they'll probably be ready to go right into the ground. Okay. Are you guaranteeing we're having sun by that time? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> that could be a challenge. I'll tell you what. I'm not going to bet oh a Brussels sprout casserole on it. I know that much. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, okay. If I, if I, I was concerned I was doing something wrong or I wasn't no, doing something no, that I could You're be. doing... You are doing perfect. Maybe I should take pictures. I hope this never happens again. <laughs> oh no, this is good. But you, uh, you'll be bragging when you're eating tomatoes in early June. Oh so. yeah, it'll be great. Yeah, it'll be terrific. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, super. Thank you so much. All right. Good luck, you, Marilyn. Bye bye. You've never you've never let me down, Cisco. Thank you. Okay. These better live now. Oh la la. All right, Marilyn. See ya. Okay. All right. We're gonna take a break here, and when we come back, we will. Uh, talk about transplanting rhubarb in just a couple of seconds on 97.3 Cairo FM. Hey, we're going to go to Bruce in just a second. Hey, I just want to remind you that I am going to be at the Pialp Spring Fair tomorrow at 1 p.m. And I'm, if if you're lucky, you might be the person who wins a Gardening with Cisco t-shirt. Quite the collector's item. I only give away one at every talk. And uh, I'm also giving away a book and a few plants. So, uh, But you know you got to solve my tough, tough Cisco Garden Stumper questions if you're one of the lucky people that gets to try for one. Hey, let's go to Bruce right now. Hey, I'm going to be there at... Uh, one o'clock on Sunday, Pialp Spring Fair. All right, Bruce. Now I'm going to pop you on the air. Thanks for calling. Hey, you're you're welcome, Cisco. Uh, I've got two questions about moving my rhubarb. Okay, twenty five year old rhubarb from Linwood to Moses Lake. Wow. So the first, the yeah, the first question is: Will the climate there uh, be okay for the rhubarb plants? That's number one. Number two, uh, the stalks are already three or four inches long, is this a okay time to move them? I think you can get away with moving them now. So I'm not too worried about that. And I am 99 and 9 tenths percent sure that you can move them because you're going to the east side of the mountains, right? Yeah, Moses Lake is uh, about halfway across the state. Okay. Well, I grew up in Wischeeskin. And we grew the best rhubarb you've ever seen in your life, so it could take really cold weather. But there's one thing rhubarb does not like, dry conditions. It hates being dry. So you're going to have to, you want to mulch around that rhubarb, add lots of compost when you plant, and... uh, you're going to have to water, live, and tweedle out of that plant to make sure it doesn't dry out. It might need a drink of water every day. But okay, now I like to grow. I like to use galvanized stock tanks for uh, a potted plant effect. Is that going to be okay? I think so. The only thing that worries me is that they make it kind of hot in that sun. Okay, so. Right. Uh, but I think you'll be fine, but you're going to have to, that means you're going to even have to water a little more. But um, okay. But I think they'll do great. And as far as transplanting them, you're going to see they, that thing's going to have quite a root ball. And this time of year, you don't want to, you know, normally I tell you, you could even divide it. But uh, I think I'd just go ahead, take the whole thing, plant it over there. You know, plant it exactly the depth that comes out of the ground here. Make sure you mulch, keep it well watered. Next, if it does great, uh, following this summer, next year, if it's been growing for a long, long time without division, you could divide it. The problem with dividing rhubarb, you you don't get to I've divided them three times. 
I've divided them three times in the last 25 years. Ah, okay. So you know what you're doing. So, you know, at some point you'll probably want to divide them again, but uh, but I think I would just take it over as one big plant this year and plant that and then divide it okay. next year. Okay. Will do. Hey, good luck. Hey, keep me posted how it all goes, okay? Okay. And uh, hey, Thank you very much. Hey, one last question for you. Do you... Uh, do you what do you use the rhubarb? Do you make rhubarb pie? Oh no, no! I, we um, we uh, we use uh, we make the best rhubarb crisp you'll ever want to. Oh, oh! I love rhubarb crisp. Oh, with ice cream served hot. Oh la la! Oh, what have you just the, done to me, Bruce? I'm starving now. Uh, I, I make the best rhubarb crisp you've ever had. I'll have to get you some. Oh, someday bring me some to one of my talks, will you? Oh, I, I can't will. wait. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, does that sound good? All right. Well, Bruce, thanks so much for a great call. All right. Thank you. Okay. Take care, buddy. Bye. Okay. Well, listen, I don't think we'll take. Oh, yeah. All right. No. I'm not going to take another call because we're too close to the end of the show here. So I'm going to. Uh, take an email instead. So uh, I got an email from Christina, and she wants to know. She got a Sangu Kaku uh, Japanese maple. So that's the coral bark Japanese maple. And she said, I'd like to keep it at 10 feet high. Can I do that? That Japanese maple grows to 20 28 to 30 feet high. That is going to be the challenge of your life, Christina, to try and do that. You know, I normally tell people, if you really want to, you can keep a big tree small, but it's going to take a lot of careful pruning. So every year when it's dormant, you would have to cut it way back to little side branches. And what will happen is the trunk will get wider and wider and wider. And basically, you're going to be making a bonsai. Now, it might be possible to do that, but I have murdered a few Japanese maples trying to keep them smaller than they wanted to be. It's not always the easiest thing to do. So she also wanted to know, what would happen if I stuck it in a pot? Would that help? Well, it will. When you grow a plant that wants to be big in a pot and restrict its roots. That's sort of bonsai in it as well. And uh, that will slow it down from growing fast quite a bit. The problem is they get root bound really fast. And so, Christina, if you if you plant that Japanese maple that wants to get big in a pot, in five years, it'll probably be totally root-bound unless you're using really a big pot. So if you're using something, let's say, the size of a whiskey barrel, five to seven years, it'll be root-bound. The water will go. What happens when you water, the water runs right along the top of the roots because they're so thick that it, the water can't even penetrate into the root ball. And it goes right down the sides, which pull because the roots pull away from the side, go right down the side and out the drain hole. So about every five to seven years or earlier, you should pop that plant out, shear the roots with a pruning saw or something, and then go ahead and replant it in that pot. If you are willing to do all that, 
I think you could pretty easily keep that Sengukaku Japanese maple uh, at 10 feet. But the thing I'll add is it would be a lot easier to buy a Shana or Red Pygmy or some other Japanese maple that isn't going to get so doggone big. You won't be fighting for the rest of your life because uh, I have a number of Japanese maples in pots that uh, stay small and they're spectacular, but I don't have to, you know, uh, do a wrestling match with them because getting them out of the pot can be quite a challenge. I usually take an old pruning saw and work around the outside, right along the outside of the, the inside of the pot, right around the outside of the roots, chop, 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 then put it on its side, get it gently, ease it out, then chop away at the roots and put them back. That's a lot of work. So uh, you might be happier if you uh, bought one you really like that's a dwarf, you know. <laughs> okay. Well, everyone, thanks so much for tuning in today. I sure appreciate it. I hope I see lots and lots of you at the uh, Puyallup Spring Fair tomorrow because that's always so fun. I like, I always go over and look at the pigs. I just really like pigs. Hey, Brian, thanks for always making this show work so well. And uh, all right, everybody, eat your Brussels sprouts. It'll keep you warm in this cold weather. See you next week. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs>